0: Bulldog interviews on BullyNet with your host Dave Kaufman. He's a nice guy, but only gives belly rubs to dogs.
1: Welcome to the Bulldog interviews. I'm Dave Kaufman, your host, and today we have Jack Patty. Hey, Jack, how are you?
2: Hey, great, Dave. How are you tonight?
1: Great. Uh, I met Jack uh, online and uh, through some common contacts that we have uh, along the way. That uh, Jack came up in my list, and we started discussing things, and I invited him to be. Uh, on the show so here's jack can you give us a little introduction about yourself jack
2: sure dave i'm a 43 year old i live in the west michigan grand rapids area grew up in charlotte north carolina and uh for a career i'm a store director for a privately held super center chain by the name of meijer headquarters out of grand rapids and i've been with them really since college and uh Always have had a love of dogs and grew up with dogs and uh, have a family, uh, two children. So uh, life is great.
1: Okay. Uh, What's one thing that most people don't know about you? Uh,
2: That I'm into dog showing. Uh, I, again, grew up an avid hunter and fisherman with my father and do that with my son and some of my buddies say, "Wow, Jack, we could never see you out there uh, parading a dog around." And I said, "You until you've done it and feel the pride of it." And I'm very new into the game and learning lots, and have lots more to learn. Uh, it certainly maybe is someone who says, "Holy cow, I had no idea."
1: <laughs> I, I understand where you come from. Like with, I, I normally don't have the chance to get out to show, so I usually have a handler. I usually use Nancy Schultz and. Um, It's been a few years now since we had a dog that was out in the show ring, but we just got a boy back um, who's out of our, uh, he was here when he was a puppy, Uh, we co-owned him, he was down in Oklahoma, went to some shows down there before he was even a year old, did really well, and then uh, we just didn't get him out anymore, so I got him back up here now, and I'm pretty jacked about taking him out in the show ring, and maybe giving it a whirl myself if it's close enough to home that I can do that, so... Um, I know what you mean by being in the ring and, and just, you know, when you have a nice boy or, or a nice dog, um, it gives you, gives you a nice sense of satisfaction to do that.
2: Sure does. It's, it's really a, a great experience. And, uh, you know, it, every week when I go to the shows and when I do get a chance to get out there, the, the learning is so great and, uh, from fellow bulldoggers and just really admiring and looking at other dogs and how they're put together. So uh, it, it's a really great time.
1: Great. Uh, why Bulldogs and when did you actually get into them, Jack?
2: You you know, Dave, I grew up with one. I had a grandfather who had a Bulldog named Rocky and just a pet, but was just fascinated by him. And he was just a great loving, uh, football watching pet to my grandpa. And, uh, always had said in life when, uh, my life is stable with my career and everything that, um, I have a great desire to own one. Um, my first dog was an, a retired uh, adopted show dog that I had for several years and was a great dog, and I, I really wanted to get accustomed to the breed and the care and the attention that they needed because uh, they do uh, need a little different care and maintenance, and uh, so it was kind of like reliving a real childhood dream for me to get into these, and then the interest of showing had always lied there, and then as I met people and started to attend them as a spectator and learn... um my interest and passion just really took off. So I'm living a, a dream of a five-year-old. <laughs>
1: um, have you ever been in other breeds in hunting and stuff like that?
2: Yes, I do. I actually have owned uh, two different German short hairs. I had one pass away due to a thyroid, and I currently have a four-and-a-half-year-old short hair. Um, we upland bird hunt all over the country, most notably uh, South Dakota pheasant hunting. So have two totally different spectrum—a high-energy, go-fast dog, and then uh, these great bulldogs that are just lovable, cuddly, and uh, great dogs to live with every day.
1: <laughs> can you can you tell us about your do- uh, the bulldogs that you do have?
2: Yes, I have a three and a half year old male, um, and uh, he's neutered. He's just a pet, and then I'm uh, currently just starting out showing um, a two and a half year old female. That's from a local breeder in West Michigan, and uh, I think uh, she's finally grown out of those crazy quirks and everything, and uh, we're excited to get out there. We're going to uh, Indianapolis on uh, the 5th, and then the Detroit Bulldog Show, so we have our teeth to cut with great competition, lots of great bulldoggers out there, but we're just excited to get out and get some experience under our belt. Very good. Are
1: you a member of any bulldog clubs and any offices held or anything?
2: uh never any offices or anything um i'm a member of the bca obviously and um i moved away with a job and prior to that and i will be rejoining the west michigan bulldog club here that's a great group of folks all the way from pet to very serious um show members who uh, actively campaign their dogs all over the midwest and the ten nationals so great foundation group to bounce ideas off learn from and uh it's held at a great vet who's a I consider a Bulldog specialist, and uh, it's really a great experience for me to learn a lot.
1: Very good. Do you have any mentors?
2: Yeah, I do. I probably aggravate them to death, Dave, but um, <laughs> I got to start with Landon Richards uh, out of Colorado Bulldogs. Uh, I met Landon um, never face-to-face, but I we've burned up the cell phone many hours and lots of texts, and I pick his brain all the time. He's been a just terrific mentor to me, and then through the West Michigan Bulldog Club, before I moved away, I met a, a gentleman by the name of Jeff Bierbach, and uh, Jeff owns uh, Axel Heavy Hauler, which is a grand champion, and Jeff and I have become wonderful friends, and in fact, just last week I was over, and he was teaching me some grooming tips and all that, and then when I lived away from West Michigan for 19 months, I met a wonderful lady in North Carolina by the name of Teresa Jacobs, who's those three people have all been very instrumental early on for me and all Dave just really being there to answer any questions from the silliest ones to you know, the real serious ones of, you know, what looking at turn up shoulder and some of those technical things that a new person has a lot to learn about. So mm. those folks have been awesome to me. I can never repay them enough for their time and knowledge. Great,
1: great. Hopefully we can get some of those people on uh, the interviews here.
2: Absolutely. Uh,
1: um, so you're a little too early to, ha- to actually have anybody that you're mentoring?
2: No, I sure don't. I have lots to learn to do that. But um, I certainly hope down the road as I gain experience that um, I have some offerings to offer and new folks to get into this because there's certainly things to do and things not to do, and ways to prevent mistakes or just help and learn. So I certainly look forward to the day that I'm qualified to give back to fellow Bulldoggers.
1: Great. Um, do you have any veterinarians that you can recommend?
2: I do, Dave. It's Dr. Randy Carpenter. Uh, his son is on staff. It's at the Family Friends Veterinarian in Cascade, Michigan. Randy is considered uh, quite a, a very well-respected and well-thought bulldog vet uh, in the tri-state Indiana, Ohio, Michigan. I know folks travel all the way from Indiana, Indianapolis area to come to him, and he specializes in reproduction and all the things that bulldog hers need just due to the, you know, collecting the semen and artificial insemination and those things. So um, Randy's cared for my dogs as long as I've had bulldogs. And uh, I couldn't imagine anyone better. I know, Dave, I listen to all your podcasts, and everyone talks about great vets. And it's so awesome because as we have so much invested in the love and how these bulldogs become part of our family to have, great folks behind the scenes that take great care of us and our dogs to get out there in the show right
1: yeah most definitely I'm going to start interviewing some veterinarians just uh to get there you know be a whole different set of questions for them but I think um we can get some really good knowledge on there on the podcast too so I think that'll be good for it um if uh if you could go back in time what bulldog or bulldog event would you like to see do you have anything that would just be pretty uh pretty interesting you think
2: Really, I would love to attend the national, um, and we do plan to go in 2015. Um, and, and then a particular Bulldog that strikes out at me is looking back at some of the pedigrees that i started to learn, some of the top-producing Bulldogs over time is Cherokee legend Floyd and what a great dog I heard he was. But really, there's so much great dogs. Um, I uh, was visiting family on the other side of the state where... Uh, Kara Gordon lives, the owner of Bentley, and that's another dog that I would love to meet. And, and she's certainly a, a wonderful person from all I right hear and just an awesome dog. So the two different spectrums, a current one out there that's doing extremely well. And uh, he's just a beautiful dog. And uh, it sounds like a, a wonderful lady owns him. So what a wonderful relationship. Yeah,
1: when I, whenever I run into um, Kara, um and, uh, and Eduardo at the shows, um, they are just great people. And um, we do have Kara uh, slated to be interviewed here. We just have to nail that down. She's had a couple of uh, setbacks uh, recently that, that have caused me not to approach her again to schedule that. But, uh, yeah, and, uh, the incredible Bulldoggers there. And at the Nationals, um, I'm hoping to be up at the Nationals this year, too. So that would be, uh, be fun to meet you there, actually. Um, oh, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, do you have a proudest
2: bulldog moment yet? I do. Three weeks ago, I showed in, a, in a, a Sanction AKC non-point event at Mission State University. And with my two-and-a-half-year-old, we won best of breed and went on to place third in our group. And so that was uh, pretty special for a new guy and a, a pretty good dog out there. So uh, we got to, uh, a friend of ours taped it and got to watch it. So I got some tips from folks, but uh, it was a great moment for me.
1: Right, those are awesome. Uh, any advice to Bulldog pet owners that uh, you know it could be a care thing, could be anything. Any advice for for them?
2: You know, Dave, one of the things that I would tell any Bulldog pet folks uh, is learn about your breed and, and what the needs are of it. Ask and then learn some more. Um, you know, the maintenance of them from you know taking care of their face, their ears. You know the, the feet. I happen to have both my bullies tend to get the indigenous cysts on their feet, and Landon and Teresa both said Soak that testing and Epsom salt and put preparation H cream on, and I did that for three nights in a row, and I haven't had a problem since. So some of those things you you would never know unless you're out to learn and you ask those questions. So um, just don't be afraid to he- or hesitate to ask someone who can really provide the insight that makes your dog your dog and your life a lot more easy when the dog's healthy and doesn't have any concerns.
1: And that is definitely true. Uh, Any advice for someone looking to start showing bulldogs?
2: Don't be afraid. You have to be able to laugh at yourself and realize that you'll get lots of feedback sometimes when you ask for it, sometimes when you don't. But folks' hearts in the right place, and you're going to make mistakes. Typically, the dog's a lot better than the handler at first when you're first starting out, and that's okay, but just really enjoy your dog. In what you're doing, and the success will come in time. Uh, It's a special bond out there, and, you know, one of the things when I showed at the Michigan State, I felt like my dog and I were connected more than ever. It's not because we won. It was just because my confidence was on the way up, and I was learning. But uh, just don't be afraid to make mistakes, because we probably didn't ride a bike the right way the first time, and we're not going to show a bulldog the right way the first time. But there's lots of learning, and as you gain skill, your confidence goes up, so. Just don't be afraid.
1: Yeah, I, I agree there. I, I remember I've been into bulldogs probably so coming up on 20 years now, actually. And uh, I always thought I knew what I was looking at. I know a good bulldog when I see one. But um, a year ago, I was judging a sweepstakes uh, for the first time ever. And I was blown away that I was even asked. Um, and at first, I was like, no, I can't do that. And I was like, yeah, what the heck? I can do that. And um, the night before... Uh, I met with uh, Fred Haynes in the in the show ring, and he brought one of his dogs out. Uh, I think it was Finley, and he just showed me what to do. He's like, and, and showed me what to look for, and how the things are. And in that half an hour at 11:30 on a Friday night, it sort of clicked a lot for me. So the next morning when I went out there, um, it was just so much easier. And it's, and it's one of the things. I mean, I've been around. You know, at that time I was 18, 19 years in the in the breed, and I never had to go over dogs like that to really know what to look for. Um, but it was just a simple hands-on thing with somebody who just loves the breed and loves to educate people. And it just, it was, it was just so amazing to do that. And now, even when I look at my own dogs or I'm evaluating dogs, it's so much easier to do now because you just had that click and you had that time that somebody put in to, to educate you and help you. That just is amazing. So... Um, it's, it's, and that's a really good thing there. When you have, you know, don't don't be afraid to go out there and do it. And hopefully, there's people there that can help mentor you and just, you know, that love the breed. And as long as you put the effort in and you show that you're that you're real about it, I think that a lot of people will put the effort back into you.
0: Uh, yeah,
2: I totally agree. Yeah.
0: And now, a word from our sponsors. If your dog sitter isn't using Caretable what are they doing to your dog? You don't know and that's a big problem. Dog sitters using Corredible relieve the stress, guilt, and anxiety that a dog owner experiences when they're away from their dog. If you love your dog, insist that your pet sitter use credible. Check out Credible today at credible.com. That's C-A-R-E-D-I-B-L-E.com. Credible also works great for people who use caregivers for loved ones, like children and the elderly. So check out Credible today at credible.com. That's C-A-R-E-D-I-B-L-E.com. Now, back to the Bulldog interviews. I, I think our,
1: our, our breed, we try to protect it a lot, right? Like we don't want to sell, you know, with breeding rights to people. We don't want to sell good stuff to people that we don't know. Um, and at the same time, we're wondering you know, where's the people at the shows? Why aren't we getting more people out at the shows? I mean, the breeds, what? I don't know. I didn't see the numbers in the last year, but AKC, I mean, I think we were up to number six for most popular breed in number of registrations for puppies. And so that means there's a lot of dogs out there. It means there's a lot of people out there. And uh, I find a lot of people that, that contact me for stud service and they have, they have nice stuff, but they've never thought about showing. They never thought about anything like that and you know you try to educate them take them under your wing try to help them out and some will just not be interested they're in it for they want it they think they can make money on it and so those people you let go but i met a great um person i co-own a couple of dogs with now that she just had such a heart for making the most incredible looking bulldog and you know that the going for that desire to get that um and and now when we breed i mean we're holding on to stuff we're um, we're figuring out what pedigrees match up well and just going through all this stuff and it's a, it's a different world for her now. But it's it's good because she's she's awesome, uh, an awesome partner with it and stuff like that. And that's hard to find a lot of times, especially co-ownerships. I've owned co-owned a number of dogs in the past and I think, well I know, pretty much none of them, none of them ever worked out besides Stuff I worked out with Peter Geary. I mean, those have been great for the last ten years. When he got me into show quality stuff, um, not show quality. He showed he sold me champion, a champion bitch. Um, but those are important to do. You know, you try to reach out to people, get them going with it, and uh, and and hopefully you can make it make it a better place for them. Um, can you name someone or more than one people that I definitely should interview and why?
2: I think Landon Richards, um, just from a knowledge standpoint and his passion for it. And just like you said, um, the hours that we spent discussing bulldogs and, and pedigrees and understanding that how to really decipher and make better bulldogs. And when you have folks with that type of passion, their heart is so in the right place to making the breed better. Now, I think that's what all responsible bulldoggers want to do. And, and like you said, it, it's, um, it's so important that, uh, the next generation, we're doing our justice to try to improve the previous. And Landon's just an unbelievable amount of knowledge, uh, of his mentor. And I don't want to speak for Landon, Lucky Watson and boy, um, lucky success is unparalleled out there. I mean, just a great bulldog and a great man. So, um, he, he has so much valuable information to share and he's been such a friend to me mm-hmm. just little things you know about he'll he'll shoot me a text and say hey you know i, I battled ear infections for a little bit hey have you thought about a natural oil easy gear it just provides things that just through friendly conversation talking dogs i've picked up so much from him so uh, the thought of sitting down with him i think he could just add so much value and then i look at uh, jeff beerbach who uh Who's been showing dogs for a little bit and uh, bought a puppy out of Top Line and uh, out of Mogi there and uh, finished him and and it actually Jeff would probably tell you two fast days but you know the gentleman has spent hours with me we we grew my dog last week and just to help him learn and we spent three hours on a Wednesday night there was no dog show and I you know I just appreciated him taking time out of his his family his life and his dogs to helped me with mine but he showed me some awesome tricks of the trade things to you know be able to do it better and quicker and more efficient and uh, until you've had to put uh you know all of it together and uh you know enhance the black and make sure uh there's no feathering of the 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 coat and all that i mean jeff spent hours with me and Dave, he's just such a friend and uh he's a local guy we live a half an hour apart which is a great blessing because we can get together and. uh I don't think there's a day in the last two months I haven't texted with a question or something. Mm. That, that's so invaluable to have a mentor that's there for you.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. At all the people I've interviewed so far, you know, have you, as you've heard, they have good quality mentors behind them, and like that's such a such a critical thing. Anybody getting into the breed that wants to, even if you're just buying a a, a pet, you know, stay in contact with your breeder. They'll be able to set you straight on a lot of things. Um, and, and save you heartache save you you know pain and suffering on the dog by you know misdiagnosing sometimes or uh, just so many different things there that they can just tell you oh yeah by the way you might want to make sure you do this now and and you know it's not an issue yet but you know by doing it early you, you circumvent something or whatever um, very important uh, of the puppies that we've had out there you know the, unfortunately you know you fall away from some people um, just because life goes on but uh, I know there's a number of them that have kept in contact and they'll, they'll let us know, Hey, you know, let, we're just want to let, there's one. We want to let you know that Casper passed away. He was 12 years old. He was an awesome dog. You know, that makes you feel good when you hear that, you know, that they appreciate it and they realize how special that was to have a 12 year old bulldog. Um, and it's, it's, it's good. Um, it it is very good to have mentors out there. I don't I don't know how people can do it without that. You just get gain so much knowledge. I think uh, Lucky Watson said when I interviewed him, he said have three mentors. Have three mentors. I was like, holy cow, I don't have three mentors. You know, it's like because then he goes, you take you take something from each one, and then you make your own. You know, because not everybody has all the answers, and that's a very humble person to say that. Um, but to have three mentors to be able to feed off of and get different you know angles off because not everybody's seen everything. But if you have three people that are that have been in it for a while, there's a good chance you have your bases covered, um, and then you can make your own lines too. Eventually, I guess, if that's if that's a, a desire there.
2: Near the top, we're very successful in develop a breeding program. Um, you know, so many of the folks that I've mentioned, you know, Landon and Jeff and they've both had litters and I've talked to them about them. And is it the right one for me or not me? Because my next uh, goal is I'm in the market for a male stud that I can, I want to own or handle and finish. But, um, just folks to say, Hey, these are some of the mistakes you can have. And, you know, um, it's maybe you don't want to go with a puppy. You want to look at a six to nine month old or a year old. And, and so for those folks that have been there, um, to, to be um, to be able to offer us uh, the support of saying to a new person, hey, this is how you get into it. I mean, Dave, when I got into it, I, I had never showed a dog. I'd been to him as a spectator. But, uh, you know, as far as what class do you want to be in, how do you want to groom your dog? I mean, there there isn't a manual, and everyone does it different. And like you said and Lucky pointed out, with having three different mentors, you pick in do different things, but uh, I think as we look at the future of our breed and the future of dog shows and to keep our numbers strong, um, as our um, middle age to um, upper age folks um, continue to go through the the bulldog world and as some of those folks retire out of it, uh, where what's the future of dog showing in the next ten years with bulldogs? You talked about them being number six on the popularity, but we certainly want to continue to do the next 10 to 20 years, what's happened the last 10 to 20 years and improve the breed. And, um, knowledge is so valuable and it, it's the one thing. I mean, you could go buy the most expensive dog and have the best of everything and even hire the best handler. But if, if, if no one has shared with you the things to do, you're not able to put it all together for the, for, for the best package to present. And, and again, it's about improving the breed. So just uh hope to learn more from everyone
1: yeah good do you have any parting advice for the listeners
2: you know follow your dream i mean this is something i looked at and never thought i know if i'd have the courage to do it but don't get frustrated um the first dog you uh you buy may not be the one and uh when you when you start out uh you think oh my goodness this is a big financial commitment i hope this works and if something happens and it doesn't uh don't give up. Just continue to to dig deep and and surround yourself with a good club, a good support system, good mentors, and don't be afraid to ask questions. But just stay true to who you are and follow your passion for it. It's a wonderful experience, and you know, going through uh, some learning curves myself, it's been easy to give up. But um, you love these dogs so much, and they bring such fun and joy to you that. Uh, Just stay true and stay after. You're going to make mistakes, and it's okay. And uh, just continue to learn and get out there and have fun.
1: Great, great. All right, Jack, I appreciate your time, and uh, great uh, talking to you and getting to know you a little bit better here. Uh, Wish you well at the upcoming shows, and uh, hope you learn from it, but also hope you, you know, start winning. That would be great. Uh, I know it's always nice when you're when you have a dog that's ready. You know I always hate when you have a dog that you're ready but the dog's not. You
2: know. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So it's been great talking to you, Jack. And uh, we'll catch you at a show sometime. I'm sure.
2: Great. Thanks, David. Have a great day.
1: All right, Jack. Take care. Bye bye.
2: Thank you for listening to the
0: Bulldog Interviews on BullyNet with your host, Dave Kaufman. Check out the show notes from this podcast at BullyNet.com. Please leave a five-star review and your honest feedback on iTunes.